Hello and welcome to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is Mandy and with me as always is John. I'm always here. Always. 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 If you could hear that, it was another always. I, I, Whispery. I, don't, I don't know how, how good the pickup is. I think, it, I think it'll so. pick up great. Okay. So, uh, so today we have a very special thing. Well, it's not. It's it, it's kind of special. It's I, also kind of a thing too. It, it's kind of a thing. Yeah, I was uh, actually super excited about it, uh, especially because I love Lynn Shay. For those of you who don't know who Lynn Shay is, she is like, she she's a mixture between the sweetest old lady that you're ever gonna meet and the creepiest old lady that you're ever gonna meet. She has the amazing uh, ability to pull off both of these things very very well. She's one of my favorites. She should have been the creepy lady in The Happening who's like, somebody's eyeing my lemon drink. Because I like I couldn't take that lady seriously, <laughs> but if like Lynn Shea was like, I believe you're eyeing my lemon drink, I'd be like, are you going to cut me? <laughs> I'm sorry, Lynn Shea. You're going to turn me into like old lady pancakes or something. Don't. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Lynn Shea. But we're actually watching uh, 2020's The Call. When did we see this? Like we saw the, were we like flipping around and we saw it on something? I was, like, yeah. Because yeah. John's always telling me to find uh, new scary movies to watch because I'm horrible at it. And I'm like, hey, what about this? And then I just watch it. I don't, I don't really wait. <laughs> yeah, which is terrible. <laughs> which is terrible because he's like, I wanted to watch this. So I'm like, okay, well, I watched it and it was all right. So he, he's constantly on me about that. But uh, I actually found this movie. And like I, sa- I said, I love Lynn Shea. I saw that she was in it. So it was a huge automatic, you know, thumbs up for me. Um, but yeah, so it's on Am- what, Amazon Prime, right? I, I guess that's how we're yeah. getting it. We have yeah. to rent it, oh, though, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, we have to rent it from yeah. Amazon Prime. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll, we'll tell you if it's worth it or not. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, this is directed by Timothy Woodward Jr. Um, I have heard that voice before. Uh, or the, the or word, the like the name, okay? <laughs> the name. Stop, whatever. Anyway, uh, but he, I, I don't know why I've heard it, but he was also, he did uh, 2017's uh, Hickok, which I assume was about Wild Bill. If it's not, then that's kind of a weird name to choose. Uh, then we got The Final Witch, uh, Wish, which was 2018, but that was also starring Lin Shea and a couple other people. Uh, I assume. The Final Wish. Didn't I watch yeah, that? Yeah, see, I, I don't know that one. I probably watched uh, it And then you. The Good and the Bad and the Dead <laughs> from uh, 2015. So I don't know if the guy's got an obsession with Westerns or what. Maybe. Um, it was written by uh, Patrick Stibbs. Uh, he was an actor on a show called The Job, uh, which was a little off-putting from what I was reading on the background of it. If you, you get a chance, go ahead and look up The Job. I think it was like 2017, 2018. Uh, but this is his first movie as a writer. Uh, as uh, Mandy said, we do have Lynn Shay in here. You'll recognize her if you don't from what we were saying about her. Uh, as uh, the lady who's been in two of our previous uh, reviews, The Grudge 2020 and The Midnight Man, where she was the lady who was uh, upstairs and kind of mean. And then, yeah, I love that movie because like the guy like walks outside. He's like, I'm not going to play this game no more. And he walks outside and he explodes like a water balloon. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, oh, but, oh, and then she's also in Insidious. Yeah, she is the and... repeater from Insidious because she's in like one, two, three. She's in all last, the movies. Yeah, yeah. Yada, yada. She, she's the uh, she's the lady who uh, puts on the gas mask in Insidious. The one who can uh, is the psychic. Yeah, and uh, she's also in Abattoir. Ab- Abattoir. Abattoir. Yes. Was she in Abattoir? She is. She's the a lady. lady. Yeah, that's right. She's the old lady. Like that, she plays in all the other that movie movies. That movie had so much potential. Potential. Uh, that's such a great concept, and you just shat the bed. Yeah, they really uh, did. Terrible. Uh, 
Uh, it's also got Tobin Bell in it. Uh, you recognize him as Jigsaw Young from with, all these yeah. saws. His uh, voice is very, very recognizable. Uh, you might actually also recognize him from a previous review that we did in the first episode of Creep Show. He is the sheriff. Yes. Yes, uh, but he is also in The Firm, uh, that one from like 93, and Mississippi is Burning. The one with Tom Cruise? Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, we also have uh, Aaron Sanders, who um, some of y'all younger folk might recognize her from Zoe 101. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, uh, it's a, like either. sounds like a Disney or Nickelodeon show. Uh, she was in Young and the Restless, though, and the TV version of Six Degrees of Separation, which I find a little funny because if it's not like six episodes long, then it completely missed the point. Uh. Yeah. Uh, we also got Chester Rushing, which I love that name, but you recognize him as the guy who with the horrible hair from uh, Stranger Things. Oh, that doesn't uh, narrow it down. The Ahoy matey guy, the the, the one who got a better yeah. No. Yeah. The 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 guy with the baseball hat? I I guess so. He's he's like one of the main character guys. He's, I, I he's, assume. He's the I guy. Mean, like, he's, let's, let's look him up because he is he the guy that loves uh I Dustin, so. who's like Dustin's like adopted mom. Yeah, he um takes care of Dusty. If if he's not, I I feel weird about it because he is uh uh like constantly. That's not him. Being shown up in this thing. Oh, oh is he that guy? He's or? the douchebag guy. Is he guy. the douchebag guy? Yeah, he's not. Oh, he's the freckle dude. Okay, yeah, my he, bad. he's not. He's not. No, John's wrong. Okay, well, just this time, <laughs> mostly because he it's was constantly he was, showing me pictures of this guy. Yeah, no, when no. You look at IMDb, and I'm like, I don't he, know who the fuck that's supposed to be. He was in the little group of. Um, Apparently, he was in Daybreakers too. Daybreakers. There was Daybreak. a second Daybreak. one. Daybreak. Oh, not Daybreakers. Oh, Daybreakers okay. was better. Yeah. Uh, he's prom teen in Logan. Huh. So yeah, he was he was he was in the uh, the cool group. Um, in so he Stranger was, Things. He was the friend of the guy, though. Yeah, he was yeah. he was the friend. The friend of, of the horrible haired guy. No, that's not horrible hair. That's that awesome. Eighties terrible hair. hair. That's awesome. Eighties that hair. Terrible hair. Everybody else in here has normal hair except for Barb because Barb is Barb. <laughs> I like how you remember. You don't remember anybody else's name because she got eight, you and were, I was hoping that she would come back. You as remember like Barb's name? Some horrifying demigorgon, something or other. Barb is so pretty. She never came back as anything. It's such no. She died. So, so depressing. I know, but like. You no, know, she like really died. I, I, I what, like the the actual actress. No. Okay, then no, she shouldn't have been able to come back. Okay. So, yeah, like as as not like so... as a person, but as like some kind of indwelt monster and wearing then, glasses. And then we also have Judd Lorman, who is in Seal Team. John is getting way off the marker here. So yeah, Seal Team, the uh, the show with David. With Boreanaz. David Boreanaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, I know. Just so people know, I know what my baby daddy is. We're going to have to have a discussion about that one. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to cut here. We're going to go watch this movie. We're going to tell you about how fascinating and awesome it is. I really hope it's better than the last one I picked. Me too. Me three. All right, we'll be back. Does everybody have a cookie? I loved Edith more than life. Edward, you are my fresh air. I wish I was here to protect her. So what are your friends, Carnies? Funny. I was wondering when you get here. I dragged the new kid to have some fun with us. Where are we going? It's an old tradition. Move your arm! Going somewhere? Oh, I'm sorry, old hag. You are lucky my husband is not here. He would shoot you. Now get out! 
Christopher. I'm giving you a choice. I'm sorry to hear about your wife. She included you all in her will. I don't want anything of hers. Not even $100,000? $100,000? There's a phone upstairs with a number next to it. You call it. You stay on the phone for one minute. Then the money will be yours in the morning. Who are we calling? My wife. She had me bury a phone with her. Going somewhere? She wants to talk to you. Where are you? When I made the call, it was like I was transported. <laughs> We're all gonna suffer! Get on the phone. Devastating to her. And we're back. We're back. So, I'm oh. taking your word because you you always say so. Yeah, I I, I can't sew this one. Uh, I I am okay. Do you hate it? I I I am not a fan though. Oh, okay. But then again, uh. <sighs> There were parts of this is this is abattoir. This is uh this True. is the last shift. This is this is a good movie concept that was shat on. Yeah. Tobin Tobin Bell or Tobin Bell? Tobin Bell? Tobin Bell, yeah. yeah. Or Tobin uh, whatever the Tobin, fuck Tobin Tobin Bell, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Tobin yeah. Bell. Yeah. So Tobin Bell and Lynn Shay could not save this one. And I the, mean, it, it was it wasn't awful. So I don't really like I know that you like Lynn Shay. I don't like her because she's a, well, I don't not like her, but she's not like my favorite person, but I I've seen her shit act in things, you know, like just just terrible. And uh was this one of them sort of except for the part where she was doing that at the very end and I could tell though, like when she's like sitting there and she's like saying hell repeatedly and doing all these these horrible line reads, um I knew that it wasn't her. Yeah. I knew that it was the actual shitty little script. So uh, uh, Patrick, Patrick Stibbs, go back to acting, man, because my God, that was terrible. This, yeah, this is your first movie as a writer, dude. That uh, was a. This was this was not even Blumhouse levels of fail. It, this was terrible. So me and John decided that this is the equivalent of an attempted adult. Are you afraid of the dark? This was the ghastly giggler. This was the one where the the guy just keeps bleeding like goo from his mouth i was gonna say it was the uh the the mutant but that's uh that's the goosebumps but it's yeah everybody who's evil in this this movie is like spewing out black from their mouth and i get it they're supposed to be so full of hate that that's all that's inside of them but they didn't do a very good job at doing that and because it kept introducing new characters like the uh the the dad and um the uh the girlfriend then it was just like oh okay that's that's why also that was it's it's budged to hell, man. This is this yeah, is, this is like cheap. This is definitely a budget movie. Uh, because there's absolutely nothing scary. You they hired like one. But there was one part that was actually scary. I felt, and it's just because the um, uh, the the body contortionist like usually kind of freaked me out anyway. Uh, but the girl who plays in one of the parts is is a. 
her movements are, are quite creepy to me. Oh, she does a great job up until the point. The, the problem is, is that that's that's the only thing. There's everything is done practical effects, but it's also done like there's there's no spoopiness. It's like somebody took a, a piece of, of thin plastic to wobble in front of the camera to make it have that uh, that mirror effect thing going oh, on. Yeah. Everything else is like weird colored lights. There's there's zero special effects. Uh, People are like, puking blood. That's about it. It's it's kind of like going to a fun house. This is kind of like watching a Are You Afraid of the Dark uh, episode. Really, it's except Are You Afraid of the Dark episode still had better makeup. They yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark was pretty creepy. Yeah, I'm like like uh, compared to this isn't even eerie Indiana levels of like we don't have anything going on except for like a weird concept. <laughs> so and, let's let's tell people about it before we keep okay. before we keep ripping on it. So um we start off we have a new kid in town. Um, whose the name is Christopher. The year is 1987. It didn't need to be 1987. Like, okay, it but, is 1987. But was it, yeah, but was it? Okay, okay. Repeatedly, okay. they they have 1987, and when she died in her obit, they like prominently put up 1987. Oh, okay, okay. Well, so it was 1987. Uh, new kid comes to town. Immediately uh, gets befriended, I guess, by the uh, sluttiest girl in school. Um, who is also the troublemaker. So what was what happened to his pants? So he meets her like for five seconds. She his walks pants away. Were wet for some she stares back at him, and he's like dicking around with his pants. I'm like, was it just you know like he had to he wore them while you were sleeping or something, bro? What I, I, happened? I think he I think he probably like I don't I don't know. His his pants were wet, and he was trying to dry them off. It like, just it looked like, like he was fapping it. You know, it was weird. In in front of people. Like, I mean, this is... This the restrooms are, like, right there. This is as uncomfortable as that scene with John Cusack in um, uh, America's Sweethearts when he's, like, trying to pull the uh, the prickers off of his, his balls because he fell on top of it while he was looking at Cratham's Head of Jones. But it's like, like, nobody in America would ever dick around with, like, trying to pull something out like that. Nobody would... This is not how normal people wipe their pants. It was like, just it was just weird. And really if you're you're that self-conscious as a child, you're putting your hand over it and you're walking away. You're just like, ah. You're you're trying to find a bathroom. Yeah. So uh, if it's your first day. Yeah. Although so, he did knock somebody up, so I guess he's like okay on this. So that's coming up later. So um yeah, so he ends up uh, meeting this slutty girl in school who is also a troublemaker who takes him to the principal's office. The principal wants to talk to him for some reason that we have no idea what it's about. Um his Mom apparently um, lost her job wherever they were before, and the, this is the only place that he can find a the that dad, she could find a job. She and she and the dad split up. The oh. mom is a nurse. Yes, and that's right. That's why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um. So it's at this point that the girl uh, gives the boy her phone number, and yeah. They meet up. They go to a carnival. We meet two of the other guys. One is her ex boyfriend. Uh, and then his, her brother and his brother, who we have no idea it's his brother by yeah, the way. Like it's never, we don't know it until much later. Yeah, it's it's never it. introduced. And again, this is a budge thing, and so that they could have two guys have to deal with the same monster was yeah. the concept. Of yeah, it. Um, they uh, they drink some coors, which they flip the labels on the other side, so you couldn't see that they were coors. Uh, they uh, are smoking weed i guess and then they're like let's go to the witch's house they go to the witch's house because they remember uh the girl's slutty sister. girl's sister yeah so the, the slutty girl's uh sister went missing and uh she uh the slutty girl is like uh that's that that old witch took her uh i i knows it for sure 
Uh, and they're like, oh, let's go fuck with her. So they go up to her house. They start chucking bricks through uh, the windows. Rocks. Yeah, rocks and a dead animal. Yeah, and uh, the uh, Chris is like, uh, and he's like holding a brick there. And he's like, I just can't do this. And he like puts it down. They're making fun of him. Uh, and they try to walk away. And Lynn Shay's there. He's like, I will do whatever I want because I hate you. She's like, y'all are never going to run me out of here because... As much as you hate me, I hate you more. And th- so apparently this happened when the uh, the Tanya was like twelve or something. Yeah, she was she was like a like a preteen, I guess. Yeah. So this has been happening for the last couple of years, um, and apparently they've been doing like the you know flaming bags of poop. Um, yeah, I guess the slashing the, your tires, uh, breaking your windows, animal carcass, being yeah. fucking assholes. Yeah, like you know the the not funny way of like you know actual pr- they're like they were pranks it's like eh, those were not pranks at that point like maybe the flaming bag of poop they once. were malicious this is this is like constant yeah it was yeah. a little like eh. well she curses them uh and like she's like ah nah, i'm gonna get you know back at you and, and like the chris is just like oh god so the new kids like uh what the hell's going on so they all leave yeah. Um. That night, Tobin um, shows up. Uh. Yeah. Tobin Bell. Um. Is talking to Lin Shay. It's obvious that they. That Tobin Bell is her husband. That Tobin Bell really cares for Lin yeah. Shay. Um. And his scotch. And his scotch. He's constantly drinking scotch. He gets up. He's like, I'll have another scotch. And I'm like, I don't know if this is like Doug McClure levels of drinking on set, or if it's just like that's the kind of thing that he was going for. Because he does. He acts very well. He's uh, the best actor in this entire movie. I was really hoping that we were going to get that uh, James Caan in that uh, show where his wife is dead kind of feel to it, but I you don't. It's just he's like he, he's just the accessory here, uh, and he's he's out acting every single one of these old fools. The the funniest part is is later on uh, he is talking at uh at chris and the the slutty girl and uh we i had to have <laughs> rewind it so that we could watch it the slutty girl was doing something with her eyes she was trying with to like face it's like she was trying to be serious but she like, couldn't so she like it, it just looked weird she, I, I don't i think she was trying to eye him down and like she's <laughs> like, like, like like you can't out crazy i me. the only person who can out crazy i me is dj qualls give me the crazy eye <laughs> But, uh, it was weird. It, yeah, was, it was It was a very, very odd little situation. Uh, so, it, apparently, they, she's talking to Tobin Bell, and, and Tobin Bell's like, you know, hey, we're going to make it through this. And she's like, no, I hate them. There's nothing left. Everything's terrible. She's just, she was really depressed and yeah. really sad. So, she ends up um, this going... Is, this is also, she she did notice something. One of the, the, the oddest little non sequiturs that, that was good, and it was one of the best foreshadowing situations that we got in there was the fact that Lin Shay said something about the necklace which is this gigantic necklace that hangs down to the slutty girl's navel like it's huge this it's this a cord. it's a big gold heart yeah um so uh Lin Shay actually calls her out on it it's like oh that's a nice necklace where'd you get the necklace from tanya yeah Slat. <laughs> so um Lin Shay goes upstairs after she talks to Tobin Bell and um, hangs herself. She does this really weird witchy chant and then like looks like she has a seizure or something and then ends up uh, throwing herself off of the the balcony thing. I will say that this part also was done well. 
Like that 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 part was done well. It shocked you. Yeah. Well, because what they do is they're showing this this long corridor. So you're sitting there and you're staring down this long corridor and you're like, what's going to happen? What's happening? And then about an inch away from the uh, the camera, the body falls. And so basically it falls completely and then there's a rope and like a little bit of the head. So you're seeing like it sway back and like forth. Like the top of her head, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's very, very close to the, the camera. So you're like, ah, shocking. It was, it was better than cat jump scare, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah, so Lynn Shay dies. Um, Chris wakes up the, or Chris is up the next morning, I guess. He's in the newspaper that she died. So he's, you know, traumatized. Um, I guess he hadn't gone to school in a few days. And so the slutty girl calls him to see what's going on. They meet, uh, he meets all of them, the other three at an arcade. The slutty girl is slutting it up to Chris, trying to, you know, be like, oh my God, I was so worried about you. Which is pissing off the ex-boyfriend who's like, no, babe, we're going to get back together. What? Yeah. Which is sad because he, every, like the the thing is that we're, we're giving this a lot more love than it really deserves. Um, the choices, the acting was terrible this entire time. And that was, this is probably, I want to say at least 15, 20 minutes later into the movie. We still haven't gotten a call in the movie called the call. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think the one call was with the slutty girl. And if this had been like multiple, like phone calls going through different things, that would have been interesting, but there's nothing. Not yet. And, so, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's at this point. That, I guess, everything's okay. Um, it shows Christopher um, getting a call from Tobin Bell. Tobin Bell is, I guess, just coming from the funeral. He has a, a suit on and um, no, looks, that's just how looks Tobin disheveled. Bell likes to do. Okay, well then. He's, he's just a, he's a dapper man. Well, Tobin Bell's looking dapper. And then he picks up the phone, dials a number, and says, Hello, Christopher. And Christopher, that's it. That's all he says. Hello, Christopher. And then Christopher uh, hangs the phone up. And gets out of bed. <laughs> they all show up at the guy's house later. Uh, the weirdest thing to me is, though, I, I don't recall him, like, them using his name. Like, in calling him Christopher. Like, I mean, that was, a, that's like, such a, an odd thing. So, it's it's odd to me that she was just, like, this brand new kid in town. Absolutely nobody hardly even knows him or could know him. And uh, she's just like, yes, this bastard, too. And I was like, Okay. Weird. Well, he was there. So. Yeah, but he wasn't chucking bricks. He like she was. But he didn't stop it either. She, though. Yeah, but he's like, you know, I, I, I still can't like. You've got animosity towards these other ones who have been causing problems for years. True. And then you see this one idiot, and you're just like, and he he puts the brick down, and they called him a pussy, and you're just like, you too, motherfucker. Uh, and it's like, whoa! I I yeah. didn't know what was he, going on. He did get garbage. He, he did get the short end of the yeah. stick on that one. Uh, you know, and then we get uh, God, what's it we had? Had a lot of weird little crap at this point. Uh, Tobin Bell just spooky acts around them, offers them. Uh, what was it a hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, hundred thousand dollars to pick up the phone in an upstairs room, uh, one at a time for one minute. Yep. And they want him to, or he wants them uh, to call his wife. Yeah. He placed a phone in her casket. And all they have to do is stay on the phone for one minute. And then they can walk out the door with $100,000. Yep. Now, I did have a logistics issue at this point because uh, I don't remember seeing a cord. We later on see the grave. I did not see a phone cord going into the grave. There doesn't have to be a phone cord. This is 1987. 
Uh, it's so spooky magic. I'm just saying there is a phone in there, and therefore uh, there has to be a wire because he, he wouldn't shut up about talking about technology. Therefore, <clears throat> there must be a technological reason for this to be happening. It's spooky magic. I'm just saying. This, we did this in a Twilight Zone episode, and I'm at least that one had the telephone cord laying on top of the the grave. You know, I'm just saying. Was this was this that a, a, a really, cell phone? Well, that's a really long cord. It, it it I know, but I'm just saying. Was it like a brick cell phone from 1987? No. Could you imagine the minutes it takes to call hell? Like my God, thank God they did it after seven. <laughs> did they have that? Maybe it was ten, ten, three, two, one before they did. I don't know. It's eighty-seven. Know. It's you know none of this stuff actually makes the the time frame right because everybody's wearing like the wrong kind of pants and everything like that. Sean made a point of that. He's like, they wouldn't wear those pants in nineteen eighty-seven. They wouldn't have that haircut. They wouldn't do this. They wouldn't do that. And how are they doing this? This doesn't make sense. And, and they like, wouldn't. Oh my ha- God! Just watch the movie. They would not have a color photo inside of a uh, for an obituary uh, in like eighty where it's like a weird like it was like really a terrible it was like she did a selfie with a like a polaroid or something like that and they're like let's do this one yeah it was it was (laughs) yeah sorry i digress uh but yeah so tobin um is like you go through the door you do the thing i'll be waiting outside and do it zach goes first oh yeah he's the douchey guy well unfortunately tobin is the one who told them which way to like what like way to do it and i'd just be like uh okay are we really gonna follow this like we're gonna do what he says to okay we're doing this yeah and they follow his orders like they go and and the order that tobin bell suggests which is the douche guy the douchebag whose name is zach will go first because he ain't no pussy so ex-boyfriend's going then brother then uh new kid then slut Yep, exactly. Yep. So, uh... Zach goes first. Yep. And he gets on the phone. He's all trying to be all badass. Makes this really stupid pose in the mirror. Uh, picks up the phone. Dials the number. A couple of rings later, Lynn Shea answers. Yep. She's like, I've seen some things. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. Oh, I don't need to deal with this thing anymore. And he hangs up, but it shows him still standing there with the, the phone in his hand as uh, he walks away. And he walks directly into his childhood bedroom. Yes. And inside this childhood bedroom is where his brother, uh, Brett? What's his name? Brit. Brit. He was Brit. Brit. That's where, why uh, Jermaine was there, too. Is where Brett is. So, um, Brett is on a rocking horse, and they hear a thump, 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 thump. And so, uh, Zach tells his brother to get under the bed. The brother's like, no, there's monsters under the bed. And he's like, just get under there anyway. So he gets under the bed. The dad is throwing a huge bitch fit because he locked the door. Uh, dad comes in, is obviously an alcoholic. and Has is, a, uh, the bottle in his hand. Yeah, and sweat marks. Instant alcoholic. Of course he did. Yeah. So uh, he... The most cliche alcoholic that you could have. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, takes his belt off and proceeds to almost beat the shit out of Zach. So they he... It, we say almost beat the shit out of, as in, uh, not that he was beating the shit out of him and then Zach somehow managed to get away. No, uh, the uh, the whip comes down and then jump cut to Zach on the ground and not getting the shit slapped out of him. Yeah. Uh, because uh, there's, I, I guess they didn't have enough money to pay for uh, something, like anything. So, so jump cut, um, you can hear somebody calling, Zach, Zach. Zach, help me, Zach. So, Zach goes out the door, down the hallway, sees his father, 
this is all kind of mixed so in with Brett's. Uh, yeah, well, see, that's the problem because that's a, it's the exact same thing that happens to Brett. So, uh, Zach walks down a weird hallway full of mirrors, which is echoes the weird hallway full of mirrors that we saw. Yes. Um, he then goes into a room where it's. It's like this solarium or something like that. It's a weird room with the phone on like a pedestal in the corner. And it kind of reminded me of like a beef room. I kept thinking that this is like some kind of slaughterhouse. But it didn't make any sense because we don't have any kind of references to anything else that looks like this. Yeah. Inside the rest of the movie. Which we got 20 minutes out of a 90 minute movie before this. And you didn't put the little slaughterhouse in. You could have given me a slaughterhouse. We could have run with that. But you didn't. So you... I, I just was like, okay, what's happening here? Well, the dad is there, and he's like, I'm going to let you, you know, take a hit. For some reason, after three times of, you know, yelling at him to hit him, uh, Zach still can't do it. Zach's which, like, I can't do it. Which, Zach is like two, three inches, four inches taller than his dad. Probably better built. Probably been beating the shit out of people, too. I don't know. Is the dad still alive? Is he dead? What's going no, on No, I here? think he's dead. He's got to be. Yeah. Um, but he's like, like he's obviously been wanting to, waiting to punch his dad for this entire time. Doesn't do it, and he's just like, I can't do it, Dad. And then the dad's like, Oh, it's all right, son. It's okay. And then he strangles him with his belt. Yeah, which that belt is the uh, the most destructive prop, including the like compared to the gun, because that that belt kills two people. It's true. Um. So, uh, and then the the the. Uh, we get the indicator downstairs that uh, it's time to go. Britt goes upstairs like a friggin' moron. Uh, and he sits down. Talks. Calls, calls yeah. Lynn Shay. Lynn Shay answers. And she's like, oh, you were scared of the monsters under your bed. But unfortunately, your daddy was way worse. And then it... It insinuates that he was molested? Repeatedly. And it it wasn't fun. Yeah, it was awful. Like, and they didn't they didn't really go into it, but it was a this was a very PG thirteen esque like way of like uh, your your father hurt you in unimaginable ways, and I'm like, okay, or why are you implying this, and why are you even doing this, and is it to save the budget? Because I it, that's what it was for. It was so that they could save the budget with having the same actor menace both of these two characters. Yeah. So, so they wouldn't have to hire somebody new. So, you know, the dad ends up being the main bad guy in this one, too. There's a really creepy bed scene. I was not a fan. No, nobody was. Um, The dad comes, you know, after after the, after the Brett. Uh, the actor who played Brett was getting on my nerves, too, because he was just constantly, like, wide-eyed and it, just like, it, wow. Like, he's being mildly scared, like, each time. But the funniest thing is, is he did that even in, like, scenes where nothing was happening. He did that with Tobin. He just looks shocked. They go, like, and he's just like, oh. Yeah. And he did this, like, weird, it was was the same white, like, eye-opening thing that they did with uh, the slut. But it was. But he actually got the eyeball right. Because he did a great job. I mean, he's got these huge friggin' eyes to be like, oh. Yeah, the girl tried it and then she just looked like she was having a stroke. I thought she was constipated. I don't like, know. I was just like, do you have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> so, Should we call a cut? So so that happened. Brett gets pulled under a bed. Brett, Brett's dead. Uh, the clock chimes. Now it is time for Christopher to go up. Sorry. You okay? Who's, what happened? Whose horrible shirt is this? 
It's not a horrible shirt. It's a it's a members only jacket. Well, whose members only jacket is it? Brit's. Where's Brit? Brit's dead, baby. Pulp Fiction. Never mind. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Anyway. So anyway. <laughs> So, uh, Chris, the new kid, the new fish, as the girl, the slutty girl keeps calling him. The the not guy from uh, Stranger Things, although that was the stupidest line. So, when he's discussing uh, the shenanigans downstairs after Tobin, like, walks away, and they do this thing where they just follow Tobin Bell, and, like, the kids are talking behind him in, like, fuzziness, uh, <laughs> one of the kids goes, uh... Oh, uh, Chris says, uh, they're like discussing everything. And Chris says, I don't know, guys, I've seen stranger things like, you know, in my life. And I was like, oh, it's because you were in stranger things. And John felt the need to, to explain that to me. I was like, I've seen stranger things. I know that joke. I, I got like, it. Oh, it's because he was the character in stranger things. He's like, you get it, babe. You get it. Yes. Uh... Yes, I get it. Yes, I get it. So Chris goes upstairs, picks up the phone, calls Lynn Shay. <sighs> And yeah, we get a, another terrible reason why he's a terrible person, I guess. I don't think he's a terrible person. I think it's just guilt. Like, I think whatever you're guilty about or what you should be guilty about, or I don't know. Is it? It's it so doesn't. Weird. It's, it's too. It's your worst nightmare over and over again. So his worst nightmare is the fact that he knocked up a girl when he was much, uh, I guess, much younger, but it was before he. Like a um, year ago. Yeah. Um, she gets upset that he is afraid to tell his parents. Or just his mom at this point. Which, there was a moment there. He wants to wait until they graduate. She's like, I'm already showing. So, there was a, there was a, the way that the blonde, his his love interest uh, reads the line is, I need to tell mom and dad. Yes. And we just sat there and we were like, uh. And then she's it's like. his sister. And then she's like. No, no. He says, like, well, I, I have that big trip to go on with my mom. And then she's just like, I have this thing to do with my dad. I'm like, you're not doing a very good job here. But I look at Amanda and she's got this, like, horrified look on her face. I'm and I go, like, no, no, no. There, there's two different people. It's not the thing that oh, you're thinking. Oh, okay, good. Oh, oh, oh thank God. That thank God. So, yeah. So, it turns out that she is um, pregnant. Uh, he is not ready to tell his mom yet. He wants to wait until after they graduate, whenever, you know, the baby's five. He, he wants to wait until after uh, he uh, gets to go on the big trip with his mom. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so she ends up being like, you know what? We need to tell them. Like, well, this is like a thing that we need to do. We need to do this. And if you're not going to do it, then I'll just raise the baby on my own. So she gets out of the car, leaves, gets Coast into her, her own, own car. car. Yeah. It's pouring outside. You know, what do you think's going to happen? I expected her to get hit by a truck. I, you know what? I could have gone with but that too. But you know why they didn't? They it's too didn't. Expensive. It's too expensive. They didn't have the budget to do it, so we just end up there with a tree that's pushed up to the next to the side of an, uh, a a car pushed up next to the side of a tree. It was the funniest. Like, oh, I see. And then of course they had like a, a dummy in there with like some weird hair thing, and then it was like slightly pushed out through the. Uh, so the it's front like glass. it's like she almost went through the windshield. Yeah, but she's dead. She's yeah. definitely dead. Oh, yeah. So he... Super did. And then he, like, uh, into the hallway with the mirrors. Yeah. And then she's uh, standing at the other end of the mirror, the, the corridor with the mirrors in it, and she... Goopy face... This is where the creepy contortionist thing comes uh, in. Very much the tingler. The blue tingler, as you can tell, because she has the blue goo dipping out of her mouth. Ha 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 ha! But, um... 
Was it the giggler? It was something like that. Anyway, so she comes contortioning down the hallway, um, walking on all fours, kind of very exorcisty. Yeah, it's it's the upside down, you know, towards crab walk kind of deal. Which I get what they were trying to go with with that, but like if you're gonna do like she's broken, you could have added like the crinkle sounds. They did or... though. Whenever she first did started they? doing it. Whenever, okay. the, whenever she first started doing it, they didn't. Ah, they should have. They, they, they should have kept lazy. going with it. Yeah. yeah. So she, so she, you know, cripples, crip, crips, whatever. She anyway, creepy she, cr- she creepy crawls. crawls, creepy crawls all the way down the hallway. Uh, he ends up in a corner, and then you hear her calling his name. Hey, the normal Michael. The, the like normal, that. the normal girl. So he stands up, and she's there, and she's like, "You need to get out." She's uh, she looks exactly like uh, what he remembers. What he remembers, and she's like, "You need to." GTDFO, the way that you get out is the way that you got in. Find the phone. Like, that's exactly what she says. And it's like, uh, okay. So he's like, oh, okay. So he, she's like, I will always love you. And he says nothing. Did, did which she is say the same fuck Yes. Okay. Which is the same fucking thing that happened in the car. Because she's like, I love you. And he goes, I do too. I know. I, so stupid. So he ends up finding the phone. He tries to go get the phone. Brett gets him. And it's like, oh, I think the phone's over here. He's like, dude, the fucking phone's right there. Like, I know where it is. And then Brett's like, hee, hee, and, and starts giggling up a storm. And, and then he's like, puking out the, the black the, shit. Yeah, and so then he, he has, like, sweating. black stuff. And then he's like, wearing a just, different shirt because just, that's how they did it. It's just weird. And, uh, yeah. So he so gets he, out. He run, he, Chris gets out. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's, he, he wakes up holding the phone he breathes heavily hangs up the phone the door opens to let him the fuck out he's about to walk out and he, he hears the chimes and he's like Tanya who's the slut by the way I has to go help my lady that he has known for two days well several days okay we know that it's been a fucking week he, he hasn't been at school for a couple of days honey we know this it's been a fucking week it was point, a point is he he doesn't leave he doesn't leave he runs back downstairs where tanya is a stupid ass is already <laughs> being called to another room which isn't even the room that she's supposed to go to it's a different room and in this room is a monitor with like a bunch of little buttons and shit where there that's like supposed it's, to it's be the TV. door the door controller opener thing yeah. the best part is is it it almost looks exactly like the trailer scene from The Grudge, 2020. Yes, it really does. It was the funniest thing. I'm just like, oh my God, Lynn Shea, she brought the whole thing with she her. She brought the whole movie. So. Oh God, <laughs> it is torture. They this, put us back into The Grudge. This movie no. does not have nearly as many special effects as The Grudge does. It doesn't have any special effects. People are just puking out Alka-Seltzers with green food coloring in it. True. It's, there's a couple of, there's like, somebody put a couple of lighting gels up. The the most interesting effect that they did was uh, the yellow lighting that they had on one of the walls and it screwed it up because he's wearing these chucks that are reflecting it back. I thought they were hypercolor for a little while. I was like, that shouldn't be there. That's that's wildly anachronistic. Oh wait, no, it's not. It makes sense now because it's a, it's a reflection of the gel that they have on the light instead of making the mood that they were doing. Anyways. It's terrible. So, Chris goes back to save What's-Her-Face. What's-Her-Face is looking at a video of Lynn Shay giving Chris a gun and saying, now you get to kill the slut and I'll give you all the money. And, you know, for some reason there's a fucking rifle in this room. So, you know, the door opens, Chris walks in, like he owns the place, which is weird. And then the rifle's missing. Of course, the slutty girl has it. The slutty girl's like, I saw that you were going to try to kill me. And he's like, okay, look. 
I don't know. She's she is dead. She's she is doing this, but she's dead. Oh my god, she lied to me. She tricked me. He, she tricked all of us. Within so, like five seconds. So that whole scene with the gun and all the the switcheroo yada yada, it 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 had nothing to do with anything else that was happening. It was pointless. It was absolutely pointless, and it was just it felt like padding. I was sitting there looking at it, going like, "But wait, you just did this whole bit. We're not gonna have the whole like." You know, 20 seconds of, like, uh, is she going to shoot him? Who's she going to shoot? That kind of deal. No, we, we don't. And nothing was important about it. It was so terrible Yeah, like, to, to just get out of that. So then Tobin Bell pops up out of the corner, mm-hmm. like, behind a secret door. And um, he's got a gun. He's got a gun. And so he puts the gun down to call Lynn Shay in her casket. And he's like, I know, honey. She, she He came back. He came back. I know. I know. Okay. And then he hangs up the phone, and boom! Oh no, no, he's uh, he's trying to hand Tanya the the slutty oh, girl the yes, uh, the phone right, because Lin Shay's on it, and Lin Shay really really wants the slutty girl, and we find out why, and it's it stops being like a I don't even give a shit kind of situation, but uh, unfortunately for that, uh, Christopher blows him away by shooting a rifle five inches away from his chest, and I'm just like oh no, Tobin. No, the best actor in this whole movie. He was out. At, no wonder he shot him without doing anything. She's like, he's like holding. He's not even holding the gun. He's handing this the the big antiquated phone to this girl, and immediately the guy just pulls the gun. He's like, he's holding the rifle and he shot him. He's like, nope. Bah. Admittedly, I would do the same thing. I would, I'd pop Tobin Bell if he was trying to hand me a phone, but that's just because I'm I'm that weird. <laughs> so- I just like, no, I don't trust you. You got to jigsaw me. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Then they try to leave. <laughs> they try to leave. Yeah, that's right. They try to leave. Um, they the door is barred. Or One of the main door to to leave is locked. Boarded up. Yeah. So uh, boarded up. Boarded, boarded up. up. So uh, they run upstairs to the other room that actually has the phone in it. He tells the girl to go first. The girl goes first. The door, of course, slams oh, no, no. right behind her. He doesn't tell her anything. He she- does. Does he? Yeah, he's like, go, like, go, well, go, no, no. He, go. He, he says, uh, there's one upstairs, let's go. And she hauls ass without even looking behind her. She was just like, fuck this motherfucker. And she's like, boom. Yeah, so she took off. Yeah. If that doesn't show what kind of, I mean, I fucking knew it anyway. You know, because if he was even able to, like, catch up, although he is walking like a weirdo the entire time. Maybe they, they even got the old 1980s, like, underoos on him. <laughs> like, maybe that's why everybody was walking a little funny, because they're just like, I do, none of this breathes. What just, is this, Lycra? What's happening here? Oh God. It uh, was just so... So, so he gets locked out of the room. Yeah. She's in the room with the phone. Of course, the phone starts ringing. He's yeah. pounding on the door. She's trying to open up the other door, because she has every intention of leaving his stupid ass there. So, she answers the phone, and she starts screaming, leave me alone! And Lynn Shay's there, like, in a flash. And she's like, no, you little bitch! I'm not leaving you alone. You didn't leave me the fuck alone. Here's what's going on. And so she, so there is this entire backstory, which answered all my questions, honestly. I, I mean, I do not feel like I, the, you know, the only answer question I want to know why is, is why is Christopher such a friggin' idiot? But, um, no, like it, there, there aren't any, there's nothing that's left to, to wonder about. Um, yeah. So what happened to Tanya's sister? Tanya's sister who used to stay at the Cranston daycare with Lynn Shay and Tobin Bell, was a favorite of the Cranstons. And whenever it was her birthday... It was a favorite of the dad. Uh, and the dad. Of well, no, Tanya's and the dad, dad. too. Because she's like, you're the, you're special to everybody. Okay. So, um, uh, 
whatever her name is, the Tanya. little girl. Oh, Ta- uh, Tanya's Lauren or something like that. Laura? Anyways, Tanya's sister um, gets a very pretty gaudy necklace from Mrs. Cranston, Lynn Shea. Um, it is at this point that they show um, the the little sister hanging out with Tanya, her big sister, and they're on this giant fucking bridge that goes over just rocks and like a spit of water. It's like nothing in there. And the girl is saying, oh, look, did you look at my necklace that Mrs. Cranston got me? And she says, she says it's special for my birthday. And she's like, everyone thinks you're special. And it's just automatic asshole. And she hits her in the head with a fucking rock. What is her name? Tanya? Tanya hits her in the head with a fucking rock. Random. Like, I was like, what the fuck just happened? It was like the the, the gunshot, uh, you know, earlier. So you're sitting there, it's like, daddy always likes you better. And then, wham! Like, you, we didn't see her pick up a rock. We didn't have any kind of, like, you know, kind of, like, weight down or anything like that. No, it's just, wham! Right to the head, and down she goes. And then you see the little, the younger Tanya chucking the bike over the, the ravine side. But not the body! Which, no, the body is in the ground, is, is down there. We see that when we look down. Everything is shot in this terrible, like, grayscale, which is picking up reds only reds but unfortunately like some of the other people in the shot were also wearing red so it didn't make a whole lot of sense but you then see the little girl's face at the bottom of the the ravine covered in like dirt and stuff which we didn't see any bright red there why didn't you put that in there was it too hard did you not have the ten dollars that it took to buy a <laughs> bottle even, of caro i didn't even see some... her ass down there i, just I saw the bike i saw it in the corner so so she ends up killing her sister taking her fucking necklace hence the reason why lynn Shay is like i knew as soon as i saw you with that that uh that necklace, that necklace you know that that and everybody blamed lynn Shay. And her husband, because the last place that they saw her was at the, that anybody saw her apparently was at the daycare. Mm. So everyone blamed Lynn Shay and, and Tobin Bell. So their, you know, their um, daycare got shut down and all kinds of other shit because of this fucking cunt. I think, I think also uh, the implication was, was that Lynn Shay couldn't have kids of her own. Like the two, like they, they loved each other, but they couldn't have any kids. That's the way they were taking care of, of other people's of kids. Other people's kids. Uh, so it was just, it, it was such a, like, and at that point, I don't care. Like, these are terrible people. Why are we trying to save them? Uh, unfortunately, Chris didn't see that. If he had, he probably would have been like, oh. Fuck this bitch. And then just ran out. But yeah. no. So Chris actually well, ends no. up. So what happens is, oh, is sorry, at yeah. this point, uh, she ends up in the same room, the solarium room, where everybody is getting, like, killed. Except for Brett, who uh, got molested under her bed, I guess. Uh, but ends up in that room where the phone is on the wall. And in front of the phone is uh, her sister, who has the uh, the eyeshadow, like the deep black eyeshadow that you would put under somebody if it was like, you know, an Ingrid Bergman film where it's like, ah, they're dead. You know, or like, you know what it reminded me a little of is Carnival of Souls. Yeah, 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 it had yeah, that yeah. deep, deep, and and uh, so she turns around and Zach's there, but not Brett. And he's like, "I, I told you we would be together I forever, told babe." You, yeah, I told you we'd be together forever. With the goo coming out of his mouth, and then turns around and there's the sister who jumps on top of her and then just starts screaming at her face. and screams at her for a good twenty seconds, like. After a bit, like, even the actress, the little the little girl actress had to breathe. take a breathe. She yeah. had to breathe. I thought that was so cute. She's like, 
<gasps> like her mouth closes and it's back open and then the other girl's like looking like oh she looks like that that little gif of the guy who like looks really confused when he opens the door <laughs> i was like and then it was so bad th- that ends the door opens uh chris walks in and then the phone is ringing and my god he picks up the phone he's like mrs cranston and so you see her she is now in her world and she's sitting in a rocking chair with her little doll and he apologizes which he's doesn't like, make any sense like, at I'm all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You didn't care about my husband. I'm just like, I don't understand why he's apologizing in the first place. Like, I get like, hey, I'm sorry I was there that night that you decided to kill yourself. But not, hey, I'm sorry that, you know, I don't give a shit. I blew your husband away because he had a gun on me. Like, I, that would have been like my thing. It's just like, yeah, oh, get fucked, a, old lady. Yeah, that would have been a little more understandable. Yeah, like anything. Any kind of thing other than the I'm sorry, which I feel like was done at an earlier point in the movie before they added in like the, oh, well, we got to have Tobin uh, get shot for some reason. Yeah. Which they didn't even really shoot him. Like, I think they just squirted some like red blood on the the thing because they didn't it wasn't like a squib or <laughs> was, anything like that went off awful. this was the most budget show i've ever seen i swear to god if i find out this was made for like seven eight million dollars i'm gonna be so disappointed we're gonna look it up so chris so chris, chris ends up dying like, or so he looks around and the girlfriend is there again but she's no longer pretty she's dribbling grew from her mouth and yeah then everybody looks at the the uh the mirror. The, the mirror, which, again, this was the call, not the, the mirror. mirror or whatever the hell it was. I was so disappointed in that. It was, I was like, well, you, you uh, like, yeah. is this an Oculus movie? Is it, what's <laughs> happening here? Why are you constantly showing me mirrors when you called it the call? Yeah. Shouldn't it be, be like the, the phone? phone? No. And then it just ends. Yeah. It's just, done. Boink. And that, that's how it ends. It just craps the bed yeah. all over the damn place what are you gonna rate it i'm gonna rate it i'm gonna rate it uh i'm gonna give this uh two rings out of out of ten damn two yeah. this is this was terrible every the acting was awful the only good things in it were lynn shea and and uh tobin, tobin bell. bell i don't even like lynn shea that much because she was reading these lines that it made even her absolutely fault, no sense, which as an actor, you can usually just try to put in something on it. But maybe if it was like, you know, they cut things out or something like that, maybe that's not a problem. If there's a if that's what happened, then modifier give it a three. But my God, there was no uh, like effects. There was nothing going on. You paid like six guys to do some stuff and that's it. And you probably shot it at the... Uh, the, the producer's house or something like that. It was terrible. This was awful. What about you, honey? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to give it a five. Uh, hmm. I really should think about this before we you do You really this. should. Uh, yeah. uh, let's do a five. Uh, creepy monsters under the bed out of ten. That we don't get to see. That we don't get to see. That ever. That just... Which doesn't make any sense. Because and then Brett kind of like flails his arms my, like really weird. He looks like a fish. My issue with that is if that fish had he arms. was afraid about going the, the monster <laughs> under the bed. But the monster under the bed didn't have anything to do with the fact that he was molested by his dad. Yeah, unless his dad was hiding under the bed. Is that what was going on? I don't think so. There was And the look behind you on the bed that was drawn that you couldn't really see because there was a red filter over everything and it didn't oh, make any sense. God. Okay, you guys, you know what? Just, just... 
if if you're having a Halloween party at some point and you need something just to play in the background, this is a background movie. This is you know this is worse than Hellfest. This is worse than I didn't get to watch Hellfest because you watched it without me. Oh wow, darn! Now you know how it feels. This is how it feels. Yeah. This is really sad. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Exactly. No, I'm not. I didn't really watch it all that much. We can watch it again though because that one had uh, uh, Tony Todd in it. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, so, go watch Hellfest. <laughs> go go watch Hellfest. <laughs> uh, don't don't waste your time on this one. This could have been something, but this was worse than a Blumhouse budge movie. Damn, this was worse than the last one that I picked. Yeah. Uh, I just keep striking out on these. Eh. <sighs> you know, this is why I always stick to stuff from the eighties. You know what though? Good good for these trailer maker people. It was really that's that's the thing that got you into it. Now I'll say that they, they did a good job in the trailer because they didn't tell you that there was 15 minutes of BS before the <laughs> the the actual introduction that's of Lin Shay and the other of people. The call. Yeah. yeah, actually, I think it was about 20 minutes in before we even got to the call. Yes, it was. At which I don't know how you do that. With, and then it was another hour of bullshit. Yeah, it was just and <sighs> and they did it on like a shoestring budget. Like that's the most amazing thing to me. Uh, just interesting do you have do you have anything to recommend um there's a lot of different stuff that have been coming out one of the ones that i was listening to was southern gods um by actually i've got it on my shelf i believe uh actually maybe it's behind you but uh like 16 shelves which one are you talking about yeah so maybe it's that one there it is so Southern Gods, let me go ahead and find the actual writer for it because this is actually I I like this guy. It's John uh, Horner Jacobs. Um, very interesting book. Takes place in I want to say the nineteen forties, fifties, something like that. Um, down in the South, and it's a Cthulhu uh, mythos. Oh, nice! Great, great book. I'm I'm really digging it. I'm about to borrow that. Um, this guy is, uh, yeah, so a Memphis DJ hires a recent World War II veteran, uh, and he's running around trying to find this guy named uh, Ramblin' John Hastur, which if you're a Cthulhu Mythos person, that's, uh, don't say his name three times. Um, and he's running around trying to find this guy, and he keeps running, in, and it's it's like, it doesn't F around. This is like a Call of Cthulhu, like... Play, like you know you're actually playing Call of Cthulhu and the DM hates you so he's just screwing around to the point where you're not dying like most characters should have died in this part and you're having to re-roll something but no this one's just like okay and you look around and they're zombies roll me a sand check son of a bitch god damn it it just the dude gets the shit slapped out of him every 10 seconds he gets a uh, uh I remember the the, the boxers break so his arm is busted. Ow. He gets stabbed. He's getting shot. He's getting thrown out, blown up, everything like that. And he's like running around. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. Anybody who helps him dies in a horrible, horrible way, usually going mad by uh, the music that he's being played, uh, which is old time blues, Delta blues. And it's I'm like, I love it. I love this whole thing. Oh, that is totally right. I cannot, cannot recommend this enough. Cool. Um, and I, I think John Horner Jacobs has done a couple other books too, because, uh, from what I remember he did, I want to, I can't even remember what he did, but he, I, I was interested in something else that he did. I was like, Oh, this isn't bad. So it's a, it's a fairly, it's a fairly good one. Uh, this one, I think I, uh, I picked it up originally a long time ago as a book 
Uh, you can actually find it as an audiobook on Audible, which is fairly well done. Um, so, I was hoping it had like, like a list of his books like Stephen King does. Well, yeah, but he's not Stephen King. That's the problem. Oh, wait. Here's... You got on. something back? Oh, is he the... No, that's Thomas Rourke. Oh. Uh, anyway, what hey, about you, honey? Sorry. Oh, I don't have shit. Shit. What are you, you were watching a new show. I know, but that's not scary. I wasn't I wasn't a fan. Was it was it a horror show and uh, No, I thought or? I thought it was going to be a horror show and then it ended up being like not. Okay, what was that show? Some secret something. I don't know. Look, you guys, I work all the time, all right? I don't get a chance to listen to books or anything else like that. I really wish I did. You know what? I'll have something for you next week. How about that? Okay. Uh, I'll have two things for you next week. How about that? Sure. Okay. Good. Two things. Oh, good lord. Box office was seven. Uh, seven hundred thousand. It does not give me the budget. That's because the budget was seven dollars. Where Where is the budget on this? Come on, show me the budget. Ah, oh, you suck. That's because the budget was seven dollars. Oh, that would have been interesting. And all that. of it went, actually half of it went towards Tobin Bell and the other half went towards Lin Shea. I, you know, maybe Lin Shea was a producer on this. I don't even know. Is again, like I said, terrible, terrible show. But uh, what about you? Was this, is this your favorite movie? Do you like movies like this? Do you love Lin Shea? Do you love Tobin Bell? Would you ever accept a phone call that is being handed to you by Tobin Bell? Uh, why? <laughs> Uh, let us know. Reach out to us at esat3am at gmail.com, esat3am.com, which is our main page, uh, or at esat3am on Facebook and Twitter. Or you can reach out to us uh, on our Anchor FM uh, page and leave us a voicemail. And uh, yeah, other than that, everything's, yeah, we're, we're, we're wrapped up. Also, just a quick question. If you know what five by five means whenever somebody is asked, like somebody asks you how you're doing, and you're like, oh, I'm five by five. Any idea what the hell that means? It's like an aerial call thing. Like, But if you really know what it means, though. Yeah. If you Reach out to us on that one, too. Yeah. Because we, we'd love to know that. That's been a, that's been a. That was a thing that popped up and we just keep forgetting to look it up. Yeah. We promise we won't look it up in the meantime. Yeah. So now we're asking you. Help us out. But yeah, we'll see you next time. Later. Deuces.